subject on tonight. Jesus prayed for me. Jesus prayed for me. It's evidence that we as a people of God need everyday prayer to make it and remain in God's grace and his mercy. We don't see the full effect of its working power at the present moment. But there comes a time you and I will experience how great his grace and his mercy really is. You must have some prayers stored up in heaven that constantly speaks on your behalf. There are some that will lose out on God's love, kindness, and his tender mercy because of the lack of a prayer life. There are some you know that will lose out on God's grace and mercy because they failed to see the need of the power of prayer. If you are not praying, you have no dialogue or no communication with the maker. Therefore, you have no need for his assistance in your life. Good God Almighty. We think that God just show up to show up. God going to show up when you call him to show up. Come on now. Your action says to him, I want to stay in the struggle by myself when you don't pray. Did y'all hear that? If you ain't praying, you telling God, leave me in the struggle or the mess that I'm in. Amen. I don't need your assistance. That's what you're telling him. Your action says, I don't believe talking to God makes any difference. When you don't pray, you are saying you waste your time talking to God because it ain't going to make no difference. That's what you say when you ain't praying. Let me be the first to say you will not make it through this life without prayer. Who in here think that they're going to make it to heaven without praying? Because it ain't going to happen. Come on, somebody. You need to pray to find out where you stand with God. Because, see, if you're praying right, God's going to talk right. If you're praying sincere, God's going to tell you where you stand with him. Come on, somebody. <clears throat> I'm almost a believer that sometimes we won't pray because we don't know what we don't want to know where we stand. We want to go through this life foolishly on an assumption 
You know how folks assume things? A lot of times we want, you cannot, let me tell you something, you cannot just assume anything with God. You better find out. Amen. Until we go to the throne of grace, listen to this one. Until we go to the throne of grace, we cannot obtain the help we need in the time of trouble. Why? Because that's the order that he told you. Come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain help in the time of need. Now, how are you going to approach the throne of grace? It's got to be in prayer. Amen. Sometimes it appears that the saints of God don't value prayer like they ought to. Prayer is your most needed commodity to get to God. Amen. You can sit up there and, and cross your legs and mm, all you want them. Huh? But if you ain't got a communication going on, huh? If you're not communicating with God, if you ain't building a dialogue with God, guess what? Your moaning ain't doing you no good. Come on now. So, until we do that, we will not find him in the need of trouble. And guess what? We are in a troublesome time right now. Come on now. You need to pray that you stay safe with God every day. Come on somebody. You don't know how the, the, the second and the third string of this virus is, is getting out. You need to pray every day that God just keep you. Come on now. First, let's identify prayer. It's the, it, the term refers to an act of supplication or an intercession directed toward a deity which is the true and living God. A supplication or an intercession directed. Uh-oh. See, you got to know who you're praying to. There are different types of prayers, but only one God can fulfill the petition. There is a prayer of repentance. That's the prayer that you need to make sure that you get prayed in every day. Because somewhere in the course of that 24 hour, you ain't did everything God wanted you to do. And everything you did, God wasn't smiling at you either. Come on now. You need that prayer of repentance so you can stay in fellowship with God and letting God know, Lord, I continue as I constantly need your help. A repentant heart gets God's attention and supplies the need help for the individual person. You got to have not a repentant lips, but a repentant heart. 
In other words, you got to mean what you're saying. Amen. There's one thing I found out. We can fool some of the folks some of the time, but you can't fool God none of the time. <clears throat> Amen. Right now, at this very moment, he knows where every individual in here stands with him. Good God Almighty. There is a prayer of adoration and blessing. The psalmist said, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make a boast in the Lord, and the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. And then he said, Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his Guess what? If we all was in here exalting God with the heart that God is looking for, some things is going to take place and some things is going to happen. Come on, somebody. And what's going to happen? He's going to show up. There is a prayer of thanksgiving and gratitude. Which we all ought to have. Huh? We all should never go by showing God some gratitude for what he have done for us. And you got to be vocal about it. Because guess what? Ain't no point you telling me. You got to tell him. And if you, ain't got, if you ain't got a prayer life, you ain't telling him nothing. You taking him for granted. Amen. Thanksgiving and gratitude, which always reminds your God how grateful and thankful you are through your prayers and your life with him. Always show him thanksgiving and appreciation for what you have and what he's doing in your life. Don't approach God like this is what you're supposed to do. No, baby. Only thing he was supposed to do is when he allowed you to come in this world alive. He kept his word at that point. And then now the only thing that he's supposed to do is you turn your life back over to him. He said, I will keep you in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on him. Come on somebody. If you want God to be obligated to you. You got to be obligated to God. Hello somebody. God don't live on no one way street. Amen. So. <clears throat> supplication and petition is the action of asking and begging for something honestly or humbly. And the one thing that I found out that sometimes we allow the enemy to put a proud spirit on us that we don't know how to humble ourselves before God. Hmm? 
Sometimes when we go before God, it requires tears, but we we'll bat them back as long as we can. Why bat them back? Let them flow. Because when they get to flowing, guess what? It opens up your heart. And when it opens up your heart, you tell God how you really feel. Instead of trying to pretty it up or doctor it up. And God knows when uh, you are falsifying some of your doctrine in your prayer. Hmm? Because he's the all-knowing God. <laughs> so why not be real with him when you pray? Huh? Why, don't, why not come, to come clean with God when you pray is to get help. It's not for damnation. It's for help. Come on, somebody. So guess what? That means that we have to get out of the muncho. Huh? We have to get out of the spirit of uh, I can take it, you know what? I can take it or leave it. Oh, baby, better get out of that one. Because you'll be leaving more than you take. Come on, somebody. So, petition is a request to do something most commonly addressed it to a deity which is a form of prayer called supplication. I don't know about you, but I ain't got no problem crying out to God because I know where my help come from. Huh? And when I, when I cry out to God knowing where my help come from, when I get up, hey, I'm ready to rock and roll then. Come on now, I ain't got to prove nothing to you. All my proof go to God. I don't care how you, oh, being up there crying. So what? You better find you some tears to cry. Come on now. And in that, I'm not, I wouldn't be crying because of weakness. I'd be crying because of my heart. My heart is being poured out to the God that I serve that is higher than I. Come on, somebody. Because trust me, you didn't get here on your own. Huh? You're not in the place where you are on your own. And we're going to get down into that. Intercession and, uh, intercession and intercessory prayer is the act of praying to a deity on the behalf of oneself or others. See, I make it my business that when I pray, I pray for myself, and then I include others. Because you know what? You ain't going to make it through this life on your own. Somewhere down the line, somebody's going to have to be praying for you. Come on now. Paul said in a century prayer, should be made for those in authority. Uh-oh. Not only in authority in the world system that we can live a peaceable life, 
but you should also first and above all be praying for those that are in authority in the church that you can lead a godly life come on somebody that God would give them a word that's going to help you along the way. Because guess what? If you get helped along the way while you're in the kingdom of God, it's going to have to come through authority. Therefore, prayer is a very essential part of our life in Christ. We should pray for authorities that we may live a peaceful life. So you can see we have much need for prayer. We got a lot of things to pray for. More than just houses and clothes. And Come on somebody. We got to pray to lead a peaceful life. Huh? Everyone that has been given, everyone that has been given their life to Jesus, a prayer of intercession is continually given on your behalf. You know, I got the, I, it's a passage of scripture in there, and I don't want to get ahead of it, and, and, uh, but <coughs> in reading that scripture, I go over this for a day. In reading that scripture, God got to save you more than one time in this journey. Uh, God has got to save you more than just one time on your journey because you're going to fall in and out. And every time we fall out, we fall out of salvation. And guess what? God got to save us again. So you better get that saved one time out of your mind. Once saved, always saved. That's a lie. Huh? Because if you're once saved, always saved, once you got saved, you can go on back and start doing everything you used to do. And I know that's a lie. Amen. You and I would not have made it this far without the prayer of intercessory. Come on now. Why you say that? There were times we were too weak to pray. There were times you were too honorary to pray. There were times you were too much of a hellraiser to pray. There were times we didn't know what to pray for. There were other times we gave up on prayer. Somebody had to been praying for us. When you stepped out of the will of God, somebody had to been doing intercessory prayer on your behalf. And guess who it was? The Lord himself. Those are the times prayer of intercessory was sent up by Jesus Christ slash the Holy Ghost on your behalf. And while he was praying for us, he also teaches us 
how to pray for ourselves during the process and for others. Salvation in the kingdom of God is a learning process. You are not all there yet. You are still in a learning mode. Stay teachable. The problem comes and when we stop being teachable and think we can teach ourselves. God didn't call you to teach yourself. He called the authorities in the kingdom of God to be your teacher and leader. Get it fixed in your mind that you can be saved. You read a couple of scriptures and you think you know it all. If the Holy Ghost don't open up your understanding, you don't get it. And the Holy Ghost open up your understanding through teaching. Come on, somebody. To a saint of God, prayer is the most powerful weapon against the enemy, which is and why being the key of unlocking doors in your life. Bag that up again. Prayer is the most powerful weapon that you can use against the enemy. Guess what? Your arms are too short to box against God and your arms ain't long enough to keep fighting against the hand of the enemy without God. And why your prayer is, is, the, is the most powerful weapon of keeping the enemy off of you, then in, in return, the prayer is opening doors for you to escape. Oh, y'all didn't get that one. Never underestimate the power of prayer. Prayer done unlocked doors. Prayer done brought back the dead. Prayer done opened up blind eyes and healed wounded folks throughout the generation of this book. Saints of God, is prayer time. It's prayer time for the nation of Israel. It's prayer time for this nation more so. Amen. Thanks be to God for our Lord Jesus Christ for Taking the time to pray for us. If Jesus hadn't prayed for you, baby, you wouldn't be here today. Come on, somebody. And if he wasn't continuous praying for you, you'd be in a sick bed fighting for your life right now.
Judaism. When God do a thing for you, you better learn how to dedicate your life to him. Huh? Come on, somebody. Because if he hadn't done a thing for you, you might not have been here today. Go to Luke chapter 22. And, and, and all you folks that still got jobs, you have to go and, and make that living. You better thank God that you was able to come out of it. And kept you. Come on, somebody. Luke 22 and the verse starting at 31, it says what? And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan had desired to have you that he may sift you as, wait a minute, that he wanted to sift out your life. Amen. And here he wanted to sift you that he wanted to sift all of God out of you. And he done already done that to some folks that done turned back and gone back where they came from. That the devil sipped the life of God right out of them. Those that thought that they were strong and they could do it on their own, they were okay like they were, and they didn't realize that the devil was sifting them at that very moment. Till he got them all the way out of church and all the way out of God. But look what Jesus said. 32nd verse says, But I have prayed. Who prayed? Jesus said, But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail it not. Guess what? You're going to go through some things, but Jesus is praying that you hold on to faith. Because guess what? You're going to go through, but you got a lot of faith to take you through. We pray that God take away some certain things from us. And, and Lord, don't let me go through this. You got to go through. But Jesus said, I pray that your faith fail it not. Why? Because this walk that you're living in is a faith walk. This kingdom that you're living in now is a faith walk. This is not the genie in the bottle that poof and your problems is gone. This thing is designed that you, okay, show you what it's designed for. I have prayed for thee that thou faith fail not. Now read the rest of that. And when thou art converted, strength, this thing's supposed to give you some strength. You 
sad. The saints of God be in the church for so long and don't seem like they got they increased in no strength at all. When you allow everything to get next to you and you've been in and you supposed to have been in God for all of this time, you need to check out something. Because there's something in you that's not getting strengthened. Come on in. If you've been in church for so long and your faithfulness is not there, you need to check out you because there's something in you that's not really there. Because Jesus said that he prayed that his Faith faileth not. Come on now. If your faith ain't failing, that means that guess what? God can depend on you to show up. Because you don't know when he want to use you, how he want to use you. And if you ain't there, that tells me that your faith wasn't either. Uh-oh. He prayed for Simon's faith, didn't he? And he said, and Simon, after your faith show up and fail it not, when thou art converted, when you done got out of yourself, See, we don't want to get out of ourselves. And when we don't want to get out of ourselves, nobody can really see the real progress that God is making in you because you're still in yourself. So then you really can't strengthen the brother because guess what? You ain't even showed no strength in God. Why you ain't showing no strength in God? Because you have not allowed God to totally convert you. Did that make sense? Read the next verse. And he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee both into That's what I wanted to get down to. Watch what come out of your mouth. Watch what you allow to come out of your mouth that you ain't sure you can bag it up. Ah, there was an old saying back in the world, and I think I can use it right now. Stop letting your alligator mouth overload your hummingbird behind. Big mouth, but ain't backing up nothing. Come on, somebody. Always talking and doing nothing. 
Some of y'all testimony is going to show y'all up. Because you're going to have to come back and repent for some of the lies in your testimony that you did. Because you let something come out of your mouth that you couldn't back up. I was ready to go to prison and I am ready to die with you, Jesus. What you talking about? That's what Peter said. But look at Jesus in his all-knowing wisdom. And his knowledge, what he told Peter. And he said in 34th verse, and he said, I tell thee, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day before thou, that thou shalt thrice deny that thou even know me. Good God Almighty. Peter, you open up your alligator mouth. But before this day ends, wow, one day, one day, before this day ends, Peter, you're going to deny me three times that you don't even know me. Sifting, sifting, sifting. God had already told him that Satan desired to sift you, Peter. Just got through telling him a few verses above that he desired to sift you, Peter. But I prayed for you, son. Paraphrase that he. Sound like he was saying, oh, Lord, you could have kept that prayer because I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go with you to prison. I'm ready to go with you all the way to death. Man, you don't know what you're talking about. When the fire get hot, and it's been to get hot, and you're going to deny me three times. Oh, Y'all remember back in the day, your buddy told you he was with you till somebody knocked a knot upside your head and you looked around for him and he was gone. You were left there standing alone. Huh? And when you found that rascal, you said, man, where were you at? Man, there were too many of them. I saw about five or six of them coming. But that was your ride or die. Come on now. He was the very one why you stood there with your chest stuck out. Because you thought you had backup. Till the blows got to flying. <clears throat> Here, God is telling Peter. <clears throat> 
you're going to do the same thing for me. When it get hot, you're going to deny me three times. Watch how your life deny Christ. Watch how you, when you get around other people, you deny Christ. Come on, somebody. We deny sometimes in the conversations that we get into around other folks. Now you see how the devil is sifting you. Now you see why Jesus have to continually to pray for you. <laughs> Come on, somebody. He had to continue to intercede on your behalf on a daily basis. Amen. You get time, you can read the rest of it by Peter. I don't know him. I don't know him. When you hanging out with him, never seen him before in my life. You know denying brain lying. <laughs> oh, y'all didn't hear that. Denying brings lying. And he said, every liar shall have their part in the lake that burns with fine brimstone. That chicken was on Peter K so hard. That before he started crowing, Peter started cussing. I told you, I don't so-and-so, so-and-so know the man. And that chicken said, cock-a-doodle-doo. bad when God had to use a chicken to preach to you. You won't hear the man of God preach to you. So he had to go and get an animal to preach to you. Cock-a-doodle-doo. -doo. 